Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Jerkos Podcast. This is a podcast about four friends who spent hours of their childhood sitting around a table in the backyard, learning, listening, and laughing with one another. And now it's time for you to pull up a chair and join our family. My name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Dr. Bernie B. Boy Baby. Mm. <laughs> big, big Baby Reynolds. Mm. Vinny Ice Cold Valancourt, how you doing? Oh, my cousin. <laughs> why, are you so feeling cold why are you so icy today, Vinny? Why are you feeling icy? Coldest day of the year. I'm feeling the uh, the winter blues here. It's getting uh, dark real quick, guys. Yeah. What was the, what did the ice queen need in the Turkish delight? Which word? Turkish delight. There you go. No, but you know that's what she it. used to lure the little boy. So Vincent, take some notes. <laughs> Let me get a pen. Let me get a pen. <laughs> nice. So, how was everybody's day? My day was pretty good. I got to leave work at 4.30, which is a half hour earlier. So, I got about three minutes of daylight. <laughs> God, man. And uh, that, was, that was the highlight. Highlight of my day. I got to also walk with the uh, office coordinator to buy pastries for a meeting that I wasn't in. I just said, I'll take oh, the nice. walk with you and buy some pastries. What kind of pastries did you get? Oh, she got Cinnabons, she got mm. uh, scones, she got sugar buns, she mm. got cookies. But then afterwards, when she paid, I looked at like the whole case and I was like, Yo, there's like Christmas cookies over there, why don't you get those? She's like, oh, I fucked up. I like, <laughs> yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna go on record and say scones, I think, are the least, my least favorite dessert. Sounds like she got buns, though. What Oof. are your least favorite? Scones, I think, is my least favorite. Yeah, you know, you never know. Sometimes yeah. you get like British people in the meeting. Mm. True. Good, good day, Gabna. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, or a week. I guess it's week. Yeah, kind day. of a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's Almost been a week. Half, half hump day. I mean. You know. Hey. Hey. How you? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> what was it? Was it? Was it was your week? What's your day week? Day week. Uh, productive. I woke up kind of late, but I did work. I filmed. I was in the process of editing a video before hopping on this podcast. And, uh, oh, nice. A video for what? <laughs> what uh, for sidekick. Actually, it's a video um, it's, which is sponsored, and the, the partner is covering erectile dysfunction. So, hey. Oh, blue, blue Chew? If you're having a hard day, let me know. No, you is need people chew? with a soft day. Soft day? Aww. Yeah, there's no, no growing pains there. Yeah. Oh. Dang. Oh. Hey, you, got, you know, all you people out there with erectile dysfunction, you should consider beet juice. Really? Yeah, beet juice. There's uh, something in beets that gets, uh, it stimulates nitric oxide production, and mm-hmm. that helps your cardiovascular system. Basically, it helps your blood flow, so you could get more, better boners. So Dwight Schrute was on to something, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. He was a secret pill, <laughs> pill pusher. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, no, it's, it's true, guys. Like, like for uh, for bodybuilders uh, or muscle builders, whatever people that work out, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. in their like mixtures has a lot of stuff to boost nitric oxide production. Well, fun fact: eat yourself a beet. Mm. Okay, mm. sounds now like you know. know a lot about beets. I know a lot about boner, <laughs> boner inducing. You know, <laughs> sometimes you got to get a boner. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any house cleaning or uh, or hot takes? I have a hot take slash house cleaning. And it has to do with you, Vinny. Yeah, go. I'm, I'm ignoring you, but continue your segment. <laughs> Last week on the podcast, Vinny brought up Knickers, one of the largest steeds. It's a bovine conundrum. Go ahead. <laughs> we found out this week that Dozer from Canada is one inch taller than Knickers. Allegedly. 
allegedly. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> just wanted to fact check that and, and bring that up as an amendment from last week. Although I, I will point out, as we were talking earlier, that the only reason the second cow has come forward is because of the article relating to the first cow. So we would have never have known without Nickers. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have a house cleaning. <laughs> what? We were, we were promised a sock and bopper story. Oh. <laughs> Should we save that for a story corner? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, memory corner. All right, good, good. Memory corner, whatever it is. Memory time. Shady Farms. Shady Farms. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, so let's On just jump note. into it. So uh, my topic this week has been eluding me my entire life. And mm. I have a list of short-term and long-term goals that I'd like to achieve as a human being whether it be before I turn 30, which is like four years from now, whether it be <laughs> Wait, before it's, I it's die. how long? Three years from now. Um, so I have a <laughs> list of things that I'd like to achieve. And one of the things is to get a Guinness World Record framed picture for my house. I want to break a Guinness World rec- Record. Hmm. Huh. So I looked into this, and I was thinking, hey, why does it just need to be about me? This is a team here. This is the Jerko's family. <laughs> I think that we should come up with a Guinness World Record that we can all break. Okay. So, before we thought shower on that, Hang I've on. already signed up to the website. I have something I have else to process. add to this. It's, a, it's 194 it. days till you turn 30. Oh. <laughs> okay. My mic Shots went out. I don't know what you said there. I'm like, I can't respond to that. So, <laughs> there's a process. I've signed up to the website. Uh, you have to submit an application. You can only apply to three world records per day. Uh, it's free. If your world record is not on the website, it's a $5 charge. Whoa. Uh, after you submit your af- application, they send you a, uh, a list of criteria and, thing and evidence you need to prove that you're breaking the world record. Uh, and within 12 weeks, they'll get back to you and, and tell you next steps. Okay. So then it's pretty cool. Uh, and I also saw some jobs online from the Guinness World Record, so I'm applying for those <laughs> tomorrow because that would be a fun Ooh. job. Right? Mm-hmm. So as I was thinking about a topic, I was thinking about things that I do every day. Hey, Grant, I'm never going to move a car. I'm never going to have the world's largest pizza. I'm not going to be the tallest man. I thought you were going to say penis. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I hear beef juice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It is just a muscle, after all. <laughs> so what do you guys think of some attainable Guinness World Records well, that you think that First of all, make? you know that you can make up whatever you want, right? You can make up something that you want to do and submit it to them, and then they'll certify you as a world record holder If it's for approved, it. yeah. Yeah. So we could do that. Most high fives in 24 hours. You can look okay. that up. That sounds painful. It's definitely, like, it's food-related. Like, those are probably the easiest, because you just got to do it once. You think, though? Like, I can't imagine eating a lot of food in a period of time. I think I would be really rough. <clears throat> so the m- world records that are most broken are longest DJ marathon. <laughs> right. uh, 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 Danny, you've been training your whole life. <laughs> DJ sounds, sounds legitimate. Even your, initials, your initials point you towards doing this. <laughs> DJ Simone. <laughs> we also got uh, heaviest item lifted with glue. What? Yes. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> most apple, most apples bobbed in one minute. Oh, nope. that! How Hard many? Pass. How many? How many? 
I don't know. It just that's the most. You came broken. unprepared, really? For that one, I did, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, oldest person that's broken the most is the oldest person. Oh yeah. So you Let's, get that. You get that in 190 days, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's break that oldest person, guys. We'll get that in a little bit. <laughs> we'll get that one. 122 years old. Yeah. 122. 122 yeah. and 164 days. That person needs to be studied ASAP. Mm. And there's a guy who would, uh, who's broken 191 records total. Whoa. So I thought that was fun. What a beast. Huh. I think so the bobbing for I apples th- is like definitely, I don't know. I don't know about attainable because I don't know the numbers, but at least it would be fun. Yeah. How, yeah right? What's the depth of the, uh, the basin of like water that the apples are bobbing in? That's an in? excellent question. I could submit ourselves and we can get all those numbers and come back to it on a different podcast. Because that matters. Yo, if it's like an endless pit, good, good luck. But if it's like yeah. <laughs> an endless pit, a it's pit a of well. Misery. It's just a well of apples. I mean, this is Guinness Book of I think records. they just they just put the apples back. In. All you have to do is just keep bobbing, right? They, they, yeah. They could just put the apples right back in as soon as you pull them out. I mean, I do have. I a, got one for you, Dan. Yeah. Most wet wet neck kiss is given in an hour. <laughs> oh. He already holds that oh. record, man. It's just unofficial. Mm. Yeah, he just has we'll to see it himself. Mm. So no challenge him for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking. Do you think uh, they have a world record for naming all parts of the pig, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Name a part of the pig. No. I don't think there is one. So I was sitting in my room, and I was thinking, what about longest hug? How long do you think the longest I hug is between two people? A long fucking time. I would hate that. You would hate hugs, so I would we're hate, not doing like, a group hug because I have both those numbers that. with me. I'm you gotta be—that's a lot of body heat, <laughs> like a I got, lot. I got longest marathon hug and longest marathon group hug numbers in front. of I'm me. I'm thinking people are weird. Like I'm thinking 48 hours at least. Yeah, and you yeah, just like right, piss like, on each other. Like a week, just two guys on each other. How about longest time holding hands? Ooh, <laughs> we could do that one. Longest <laughs> time with pinkies touching. <laughs> That's it, man. Just get super niche here. The longest uh, pinky so promise. <laughs> they have to keep it forever. Yes. So Ben and Ben were both uh, students at the University of Oklahoma, okay. and they hugged, hugged each <laughs> other for 32 hours, 32 minutes, and 32 seconds. Why did they pick On, that number? I no clue. It doesn't say. How do you verify that? Somebody. somebody there, you have to have a Guinness. Like, it. Yeah, you have to have somebody there from Guinness. I hope that person gets paid a lot because that is the weirdest fucking thing. You're like, hey, Ben, are you are you touching Ben right now? Can I see if you're touching Ben right now? Yeah, are you still touching Ben? Are I don't think they're ben? that like legit with the verification oh, process. I think they are. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records, Babby. They had to be. They had to be hugging for 36 minutes. Mr. Guinness is a very in. stern man. They keep very strict records. They even had a television show. Do you not remember? <laughs> they have museums. Do you think that you could just go putting fake things on the television? Fake news. Every time there was a book fair, I always bought the book. God. Uh, I also have the most socks sorted in one minute and the most socks sorted in 30 seconds. I know one I could get. What? The messiest room. You got a messy room. Hmm. The messiest. The messiest. You know who my favorite soccer player is? Messy. Messy. <laughs> wow. One day, Bernard, Bernard has been known to be a little bit messy. No, that's false. I cleaned out my car. It was beautiful. And that's I bought false. Pringles. It was Pringles not beautiful. A... It was a big white box and it had the Italian flag colors on the side. Mm-hmm. It's still beautiful. Nothing beautiful so about it. I bought Pringles because I'm like, oh, Bernard likes Pringles. Come in the car. 
four seconds in, he drops the entire <gasps> tube of Pringles on the floor and <laughs> happens to step on it at the same time. I don't know how that happened. I think I stepped Such on him, too, accidentally. That was a travesty. <laughs> and then I left him there. Yeah, not not his car, but the Pringles. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm uh, so just to follow up, the most socks sorted in one minute was 31, and the most socks in 30 seconds was 18. That's kind of... Fun fact, the most people wearing sock, sock puppets at one venue was 365. Oh, that's one way to beat something. Once we get more than two listeners, <laughs> we invite them all somewhere and we all do something at the same time. Hey, there you go. Biggest podcast meetup. I hmm. think that sounds... Four people. I think the pops, the, the sock puppet thing Squad is goals right definitely there. achievable. The which one? The sock puppets? That's not a lot of sock people. Puppets. I mean, literally just hand them around in Grand Central. Like, Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> it's true. Everybody has a sock puppet on. One that I thought I could beat, and I really wanted to look this up, was there's the longest marathon video game for an RPG, which obviously I can't, but it's for StarCraft, and it was mm. 44 hours. But Whoa. there is a Dance Dance Revolution record, and the previous record was two hours straight of Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, my wow. God. Definitely achievable. It was beat in 2011 from a girl who played it for 15 hours and 17 minutes. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. That's a lot of DDR. Hey. How do you even do that? You gotta like, gotta like. You gotta eat in between, or like have a Camelback on with water. Yeah, but like the game itself won't just go from song to song to song. You have to like program something that it'll just. Unless you do like endless, like bathroom. Are they wearing like depends and you just like piss yourself and it runs down your leg as you're dancing? Totally. Totally. I mean, I think I could go. Definitely a rubber mat using the restroom. Oh yeah. I think I can go 14 hours without using the restroom. Yo. Can we make this bet right now, live on this podcast? Do you want to do it? Yeah, but no, Dan. So Danny literally needs like the Guinness verifier because he's a shady, shady dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I'm not gonna pee. No, you can't pee. I'm not gonna use the restroom if, for 14 hours if you tell me. Yeah, I but can't. you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, I didn't go into the restroom. I peed on so wait, outside. I'll make <laughs> like 14 hours. Like, does any of which include you sleeping? Because no, 14 dude, hours a week. I want a full 24 hours. No, we're going to do 14 hours. Well, we're not hours. doing anything. I don't 24 want, or bust. I don't want him to die. Let's go to 14. And then we'll see. 24 hours. <laughs> Jesus. You guys are crazy. Let's put it on the board. I'll do 14 hours. Right. What's the and longest spend... record for someone not going to the bathroom? I don't know. But this is just between us. No, this is all no, 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 no. It's definitely days. If you're not breaking Guinness records, then what are we doing here? Jerko's records. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to do 14? Fine. That means that you have to spend 14 hours with me, though. I, it doesn't have to be me. There's two other people. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm busy. Nope. I'm in yep. Boston. Yep. What do y'all Can't want me it. to do? You're literally, I'm <laughs> literally the furthest. Oh, Christmas look at the time, up. guys. This was a great session. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Vinny, let's just do a role play real quick. Can you ask me, like, can you pretend like you're you in Grand Central mm -hmm. and ask me as a New Yorker to put a sock puppet on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hey, yo, Jerko, you want to fucking put a sock puppet on? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. That's like that's what you're gonna get. Nah, you just go yeah, to the I'm Asian from New York, Go fuck yourself. You go to They'd the. Be like, you put anthrax on this puppet. What'd you put on this puppet? Mm. You don't ask New Yorkers. You go to the Taurus. Yeah. That's it. So just something to think about, though. If we can think of any Guinness World Records that we can break as a team, I think that would be fantastic. Group hug. How about well, let's just to get together and make the large. Well, no, we don't have. We need something to cook it in. I was gonna say the largest like pretzel. What if we like we spooned, like just a, a spoon <laughs> train, 
Yo, for like in the longest. That'd be really funny. We just get dominoes. Like we just get s- uh, so no. much food. The human centipede. Human centipede. <laughs> be awesome. What, wait, what was the record for the longest group hug? Longest group hug was. Hold on one second. Longest group hug was done in Japan, of course, in Shinjuku, and it was 26 hours, 15 minutes. Oh, oh no. That's too much. I think we need a different one, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I could hug people that long. 26 hours? Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of hugging. That is a lot. So just something to think about. Yeah, man. And listeners, if you have any ideas, please email jerkospodcast at gmail.com. Hmm. We'll be thinking. Maybe largest bowl of cereal? Mm, we'd have to find or make a big bowl, though. Just use we a small a child's pool. Largest collection of cereal boxes. Hey. Yeah, that's not a bad one. All right, then. You're on your way. How about oldest child? Because <laughs> 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 in 194 days, you'll be one 30-year-old child, Oh, my Danny. God. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. Ho, ho, ho. All right, well. Well, there's a good. There you go. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> On another note. Mm. On another note, Vinny. Yes. I heard you decorated your house for Christmas this year mm. by yourself. Yeah, I do it every year. I have so much, so much Christmas stuff, and it's kind of a nuisance. But, so, I'll, I'll open my segment like this. It got to be real quick. It's not part of, like, the entire thing. But, what's your favorite Christmas song? Quick. Mariah Carey, I love Christmas. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Christmas rapping. (laughs) Right, so I'm just going to ignore the rest of your your statements. Anyway, um, (laughs) just Babby. Babby was the only one who went. (laughs) I I don't know. Jingle Bells, probably. Okay, Jingle Bells. Have you all heard the song that, it's called Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, Bernard, sing that one. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? All right, I'm going to play a little clip. Hopefully it comes through. I downloaded it, right? So there's a little intro, and then this is kind of the meat and the bones. What? No. Sounds pretty awesome, to be honest. Sound familiar to anyone? N- no, like but I can get behind it. Seriously? Yeah, I like it though. I've never heard it. So Bernard, next week. Yeah. Performance. <laughs> this song was released in 1987. Um, it's pretty popular, perhaps more so in the UK, because it was released by an Irish band called the Pogies, if I'm pronouncing it right. P O G. I thought you were gonna say it's popular I'm sorry? with the gay community. What'd you say? I thought you were going to say it's more popular in the gay community. Oh, well, actually, funny you say that. Um, Because there has been, I guess, talk about whether or not it should be played on mainstream radio. Because there is a lyric um, that says, quote, you cheap, lousy faggot. Um, Oh, wow. So this is kind of a debate going on Twitter. says Christmas, like calling someone a faggot. Right. So here's here's demonetized. <laughs> but but wait, is it is it faggot in the derogatory sense or is it faggot in the British sense where they actually mean a cigarette? So good question, Matthew. I'm so glad you answered. Or you asked rather. <laughs> so like yes, faggot is used or a fag is used in terms of like, you know, a rolled up cigarette type of thing, bundle of sticks, XYZ. <clears throat> but 
amongst the Twitter discussion, someone included a screenshot, which includes that faggot is also an Irish and Scouse word, meaning lazy person. Um, to hmm. back this up, the line before the, uh, I guess, the lyric of faggot being used is talking about uh, some sort of like scumbag or, you know, lazy type of esque person. Um, so I want to open up the discussion about how do we feel with these traditional types of musics and songs, um, particularly that are very fond of, you know, millions of people, thousands of people, and the update of language and how it alters and changes and life and whether or not they should bleep it out. Someone gave a really, <laughs> someone gave really nice examples of other alternative lyrics that you can use that are still rhymes like you pig in a blanket or my crocs mm. are not damaged. <laughs> Um, or your mom if likes my Bob Saget. Are not damaged. What about like a nice toasted baguette? Right, right. There Pretty go. good. But also in kind of context to kind of like give a like a well-rounded um, argument. So the song was released in 1987, I believe. Until 1993, homosexuality was actually illegal in Ireland, and it's an Irish band. So at the time of the release of of this song it still was a criminalized act to be gay in Ireland, which is the kind of the hometown or the whole, the home country of said mm. band. So I'm just, I mean, no right or wrong. Obviously it's an open forum. We're all family. And I was just kind of curious because something yeah. I saw. Oh, well, I'm going to open up with this. If Disney can Photoshop Anakin into the original trilogy <laughs> and take out the hyenas goose stepping in the lion King, then we can remove mm. that lyric and it shouldn't be a problem. Mm. I concur with that. I mean, in that particular case, based off the uh, like Irish word that has a similar meaning, it, it sounds like the derogatory is the intended because then it would be repetitive, right? If the, the lyric is "you fat lazy faggot," that's the lyric. You, you cheap, la- you cheap lousy faggot. Cheap lousy. So well, that would be like a lazy. double. It'd be calling somebody like you're like lazy lazy mm. is what. If you tried to hide behind the explanation. Right. Which means a double negative is a positive, so they're actually complimenting the person. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, so in that particular case, it definitely, definitely sounds like, yeah, maybe that line should be cut, you know? Like, they do in, in America, like with the, the F. They, they all, bleep uh, it where they silence yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they have a edited version. Uh, is it played on mainstream radio still? Um, I've... See, I've been introduced to this song, like, at least a decade. And I don't know if it's because of, like, our Irish, uh, like, American type of friends, like Pearl River and things like that. So people have played this song for me. Again, I don't know if it was more pertinent to, like, pertinent to me because I am gay. And therefore, hey, there's a, a word in here that's not particularly nice. Um, but I believe in the UK, it's, like, it's as classics as Jingle Bells. It's just a very common, homegrown type of folklore that they... Whoa. This is like comparable to Jingle Bells. I I think. Well, <laughs> this is interesting because I'll read you. Blow I, I took some screenshots of people who ha- have had like a conversation, and I'll just read two for an example. One says, um, "Can you read them in an Irish accent?" <laughs> I don't. No, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, cultural sensitivity yeah. from the last podcast, let's go, Vinny. <laughs> I don't understand why people are offended by words if they aren't being used in a negative way. Just because someone singing "Fairy Tale of New York" surely doesn't mean they hate gays don't get it another person said no there's a huge write-up complaining about fairy tale of new york and the use of the word faggot i won't stand for it it's a song written in fucking 1987 stop crying so i just 
I think uh, an interesting perspective that I I saw online was someone saying, well, regardless of the intent of the word, its original use, its its use now. Just imagine like a young impressionable person hearing the song um, on the radio, and especially in a, a season of love and support and family, and how that may or may not feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's hard. Think, it's hard for me because I've never heard the song on the radio. Mm. But if it, like, let's say hypothetically, if it were to be, you know, played in current times on the radio, right? I mean, they bleep out like they bleep out a lot of things. I don't see. Yeah, why you they can't would. say a hole. Like the whole the whole world word is bleeped right. out on television. Actually, I wonder if that word would be censored for radio. See, this is another thing because, and Matt, I'm sure you can chime in more legality. But I would almost classify faggot as a form of hate speech and i know legally i don't believe it is um but it's just this type of you know language changes and and all that and if maybe this topic isn't necessarily relatable we can talk about the maybe it's cold outside song which also got a lot of heat oh we're about to talk about um which if you want to take the format (laughs) you can explain why it's been in news lately well i mean you know it's it's exactly what we're talking about it's it's a song this one's much older. I think that one's from the 50s, right? Maybe it's called something yeah. from the 50s. And it, while there's not necessarily derogatory terms in it, at least not that I recall, but it, the context of the song is essentially two people that like want to sleep together, mm. but uh, based on the social norms at the time, they have to like play coy. But w- looking back from a modern view, it's, it's almost like he's coercing her yeah. into spending the night. But so... I don't know. In my opinion, that one's a lot less offensive. I mean, there's like a derogatory word is more like cut and dry. Like, you know, certain words are just meant to be offensive to people. They don't, you know, they don't necessarily need to mm. be included. I also heard that with that particular song, there's like language of maybe date rape or language of like persuasion where this male is trying to take advantage of the female. Like, don't go, stay. Oh, and maybe it's cold outside. Um, yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, they did a Saturday Night Live skit about it. Yeah, so it's, I think it's just a more general context of, you know, as time goes on, there, there's definitely an interesting discussion to be about, talk about tradition and traditional songs and language and how it relates to, is everyone just too fucking PC and we should get over it? I don't know. I I mean, it's, uh, but maybe it's cold outside. I see it being like perceived that way. Mm -hmm. But is it really like? Is it really written that way? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, See, I've read things that should defend the song in, in the saying that the at the time, if you were to be dating or if you were to have casual relationships, you'd have to have some sort of coy mannerisms mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it and things like that. Like it goes back to that whole like women aren't allowed to say they want to you know be sexually right. active, so you have, you're gonna be shunned for it and all that other kind of stuff. But if you look at it from a modern perspective, then it's like, oh, wow, look at this guy. Oh, like She's like, nah, and he's just pressuring uh-huh. her to hmm. stay. And so, I mean, that, that's where I see the gray. I think it's, if, it's definitely, uh, in my opinion, it would be correct to look at it for, like, the, the social at the time norm. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's not like, you know, like, there's a bunch of racist songs you can oh, yeah. in the day and fine. Like, and even... Even now, we'd be like, no, nah, man, that, you can't. That's, that's not right. <laughs> but that song is not really, like, it's not really derogatory so much. 
Yeah, I think, you know, again, with, uh, you know, the legality route, you know, hate crimes and, and all that is the intent behind the action. So in this particular incident, I, I agree with the baby, it's cold outside. But with the whole faggot thing, I mean, I just w- one thing that was interesting again, and, and I was kind of talking with people online is just imagine being perceived the only LGBT member in a, like a, a bar setting, a straight bar, if you will. And then everyone's singing along and they all just exclaim faggot. It's like a really weird thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I would imagine so. I think well, on I mean, the radio, don't you think that could be the same case in like rap music. Mm. If it's the N word used, Well, that's what I was going to say. So like people are, are like jumping on baby. It's cold outside for being like, yo, look at this song. It's so bad. But like, if you look at the lyrics, for modern rap music, mm. or uh, it could even be like modern country music, and like a lot of genres of music, <laughs> not necessarily. Right. If you look at it word for word, it's not really that you know clean. Right. Yeah. So why do you think people are so bent out of shape about one song versus? Because it's holiday music, man. Yeah, I think it's everybody holiday music. listens to holiday yeah. music. Not everybody listens to rap mm-hmm. or country. But on the radio, they actually, they'll bleep out, like, gun names. Oh. Like, if they say, like, I'm about to grab my gat or whatever, like, you know, like, Choppa. Right. <laughs> That's my rap voice, by chopper. the way. My chopper. Get to the Choppa. Get to the Choppa. No, Choppa is also a gun, guys, okay? Get your shit straight. Oh, oh, I'm from God. the yeah. Satan's asshole known as Binghamton. Hey. Oh, I, don't um, think I don't think, think Choppa's a gun. Name. It is. <laughs> Can we get out? It is. That's what that slang for a gun. You want me to Google this Yes, it. Urban you Dictionary, know, please. Google it. Very valid source. Chopper, chopper. Gun. Get me my chopper. <laughs> so, I guess in conclusion, um, I don't know. I just, I really want people to not be so defensive over having, like, candid conversations about things that make them uncomfortable. You know, it's... So, like, ultimately, if it was up to you, would you play that song on the radio or would you the, not? The, the one that says... Or would you bleep The one that says section? faggot? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in principle... I would bleep it because I think, you know, explicit content is bleeped in all senses of songs on the radio. So what's the difference? It's a it's something that's offensive. um, And I think it although Europe, Europe is much more lenient when it comes to that nudity and everything like that. You can have nudity on like TV and stuff. Yeah, I guess. America is much more conservative when it comes. I to don't that. know. I, I I I personally I I've always felt a very negative pull towards that song because of that specific uh, language used. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's I think it's meant in a derogatory form. It shouldn't. Be I agree. Or at least a section should be believed. I, I think if anyone gets offended by it in any way, <laughs> you need to take it and you need to put it away mm-hmm. forever. Preach. Now let me let you know some. Let me educate you on some, Babby. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> did you just make? Did you just? Did you just put this on? <laughs> no, right dude, now? it's you already accepted. Urban Dictionary is very official, just like Guinness Book of World Records. Are you like? You have are you to like submit Dan it. Up your own no, Guinness World Records? You have to submit it, and then they have to approve it. It takes at least twenty-four hours. I'm oh, pretty sure you've already done one. It's called Front to Back. It is. Oh, check me so out. out. Chopper. Any fully automatic assault rifle that is used during drive-bys, such as the AK-47 or Tommy gun. Hmm. Michael, I got the chopper. <laughs> Let's go get this dude. <laughs> Just so you know. Sorry. First of all, that's so dumb. I'm not even going to. I didn't make it up. I'm just letting you know. I was about to say, do you know how hard it is to get a fully automatic weapon in America? But we're not. I'm not even going to go down that path. It's just. It's not that hard in Vermont. No, it's literally impossible in the whole country. Unless you have an FFL great... Oh, my God, never mind. <laughs> Next week. Salty. Salty. Salty up in this. Mm. Mm. So, well, 
I don't know. I, I like, I don't necessarily, just my last comment on that, I guess, mm-hmm. or my personal comment on it. First of all, I've never heard the Irish song, but the little bit that you played for me, I'm intrigued. I'm. It's, it's catchy. Also, like, I'm Sounded intrigued by cool how it sounds, let's put it that way. But it's, like, unfortunate that it, uh, whether they used the word in a, in a hurtful way when they wrote it or not, the times have changed. And, like, yeah, that should probably be edited. It probably wouldn't. I mean, they're probably not relevant. I don't know. You said it's comparable to Jingle Bell, so maybe it should be. Like, maybe it is relevant enough to be edited. But with Baby It's Cold Outside, I understand it. And I'm not saying, like, no, y'all are wrong for feeling that way with, about the rave culture. However... I like that song. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I like that song. Catchy. I like it. It reminds me of, like, you know, I've heard that song since childhood. Mm-hmm. And well, that's, that's a song I would not personally think. Because I, I do believe that that song is more of a should be judged in the times type thing. Because it's not, like, explicit. Yeah, I like, agree. And also, I was reading an article saying, like, towards the end, if you want to look at kind of, like, symbolism, they both say, start singing Baby It's Cold Outside, which is her kind of, if you want to go the route, like, feminist thing of saying, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to have sex with this dude. So she's like, like, you know what? It is kind of cold out there. She's like, yeah, you know what's and warm? And you are kind of looking good. Me, inside me. That's what's warm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you don't okay, know. Man. You don't know. Maybe he... Maybe he's into, you know, pegging. Maybe she's going to be inside of him. Yep. A little Grindelwald action. Hey. A little Grindelwald. They're going to go outside. They're going to get the <laughs> <laughs> No, that's why she can't go outside because there's people driving by with choppers. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, never heard, never heard that other song? Grandma got run over by a yeah. reindeer? Dude. Oh, so messed up. That, sh- that song's uh, hilarious. I saw Mommy kissing San- Santa Claus. Kissing oh, Santa what, how do you know that's not your actual dad? Yeah. Like, what if that's somebody else? What if it's First the all, real it's all, Santa? It's Say that again? What if it's the real Santa? Oh. Mommy's ranking in that, that bank no. then. <laughs> I, know, I know he's been bad. I know you're going to give him coal, but I would really appreciate it if you'd give him the gifts he asked for. I'll, I'll give you a kiss. I'll give you a smooch. I'll smooch you. You give him the gifts he asked for because I didn't get him wow. shit because he's been awful. Wow. Mm. Slipping nice. down that candy cane. So, oh. Babby, was that... Did that go into your what you prepared for today, or you have something different? <laughs> no, I, I'm totally something different. Oh, than that. well, before we get there, we can go into Memory Corner Ooh. with Doctor Pretty Boy B. Bernard. Welcome to Bernard's Memory Corner. It's the place where he talks about memories in his corner. In my corner. That song Welcome is way to too upbeat <laughs> for all of his memories. <laughs> Um, I've got some really happy memories, Babby. Mm. So um, I'll go with a memory that has to do a little bit pertains to this the concept of um, gay people. So um, oh. yeah, no, in a good way, a very good way. I'm very, I'm very much, um, I'm a very, no, I'm, I'm on board. I, I want to hear I'm where you're someone going. that's very comfortable with my sexuality, <laughs> and I like to like call people out. Or not call people out, but I like to use it to my advantage if a guy is not as comfortable with his sexuality. I think that everybody should be, and that it's, it's not a problem if somebody is gay, heterosexual, bisexual. None of that matters to me. Mm-hmm. So there was one instance after a uh, fantasy football draft that Big Baby was our loser Aww. of last year. So he had to wear rainbow fairy wings 
and a rainbow wand, and we drafted in the hotel, and then we went yeah, which, out. Which no one else has done since, by the way. I'm so glad. <laughs> did that. no, that's, that's not true. Mike, uh, who was the one when we went up to Newburgh? He wore it, and then we Gucci. when we did our next draft was uh, not live. Oh, Mike did? He did wear it? Yeah, don't air out the league's dirty business on air, okay? <laughs> so, anyway, so he had to wear the, the fairy wings out. So we go out, and I'm with my good friend Doug, and um, so... Basically, we're in a group, uh, and we're all hanging out, and then these two guys keep taking, trying to take a photo together, and my buddy Doug and I, we keep getting behind them. <laughs> oh, no. And we pose together behind them, <laughs> and, then, and then we pretend like nothing happened. And they look at us, and they go take another photo, and we do it again. So three times this happens. So then the guy just turns around after the third time, and he goes, Yo, what's the problem with you? You gay or something? So I was like, Yeah. <laughs> We're gay. <laughs> What's wrong with that? He, and his face just dropped. Because now he feels like an idiot. Now he right. feels like a dumbass, right? right? <laughs> so he's I'm like, hey, what's the problem with you guys? Why are you ruining our photos? You gay or something? And I was like, no, without even hesitating. I was like, yeah, we're gay. He goes, is that cool? You got a problem with that? He's like, what? Really? I was like, yeah. You see my buddy over there <laughs> wearing the wings? <laughs> and so I point at Big Baby wearing the rainbow ra- rainbow wings. And nice. I was like, yeah, we're out for him. He's getting married to that guy. <laughs> and we're celebrating. You got a problem? He's like, oh, no, that's cool, guy. Have a good night. <laughs> and probably um, told that story to so many people or no one. <laughs> I've not, I, I don't think I've told that story too frequently. But, oh, my um, God. This is not, this is not the first time. That um, I've done, I've used this tactic, and I think it's you know it's important to check people mm. when they try to use sexuality as a diss, because I think it's a sign of ignorance, and I, I think that these people probably deep down aren't homophobes right. and don't dislike gay people. Because if you think about how he responded when I said yeah, he was like, oh now I look like an asshole, and it's like correct, mm-hmm. you do look like an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe in the future, don't use that as your go-to insult. Mm. Because if I do happen to be gay and you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Forget about it. Like, mm. suck a dick. Yes. Yeah, you're the gay one. Suck and a that's, dick. That's my memory corner. That's my memory corner. Nard Dog's memory corner. I felt like I threw around too much shade last week, so I just made it nice and light and airy. Oof. I literally shed a tear. That was really funny. I was just picturing that in fucking <laughs> It was perfect. It was fairy wings. The, 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 the proof is out there. It was perfect. Oh, right. it was exist. so perfect timing, too. I was like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm gay. And I just turned my head out. Like, <laughs> and we're out with that dude, that giant fairy over there. And we're celebrating him getting married oh to that guy. <laughs> can we find that picture and I can make that the thumbnail for this podcast? Yes, certainly. I'll, I'll get it to you. So that's my memory right, for well. the day. Thank you for Bernard's memory corner. Memory corner. Or Bernard has a memory about his corner. In my corner. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Babby. Take it away. (laughs) Well, what I want to talk about today. Let's talk uh, about. It's not as cool as. Yeah, let's talk about. It's not as cool as fairy wings or corners, but it's uh, (laughs) corporate faux pas. You lost me. I have two examples for you guys. And I want to see what you think and how you would have reacted. And if, and you... Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. That was me. Uh, yeah, good job. So uh, Bethesda just put out Fallout 76. Oh, boy. It's a video game. Big game. came out 
uh, I think two weeks ago. I think it was mm-hmm. ago, something like that. Very, very recently. November 11th or something? November 16th? Okay, so three or four weeks yeah. ago, whatever. Within the past month. We'll say within the past month. Um, and they had a special edition that they released with the game. $200. What? If you bu- paid for it, you get a whole bunch of goodies. One of those goodies was a like cool looking backpack or, or duffel bag I guess is the proper mm. bag and as advertised it was a very like canvasy material you know but when received it turned out to be a cheap nylon Ooh. so oh, like a physical were... bag yeah 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 physical okay. bag well, I I it was $200, $200 you get a copy of the game you get a bunch of physical mm-hmm. goodies okay, cool. okay got sense. it so people were very very upset that the bag as displayed was 100% different than what the bag they got. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the first one. So we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll see what you guys think. The second one was another video game. We went to the, remember we went to the release party for it. It was Battlefield hey. 5. Mm-hmm. Good times. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, Vinian. that was great. And speaking of corporate faux pas, the, one of the senior development personnel on that game explicitly told the fan base, if you don't like it, don't mm. buy it. Well, lo and behold, it turns out that game's not doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> and the price is rapidly dropping. Ooh. New game. You should know, new games usually retain their full uh, market value for at least half a year, yeah. if not longer. What was the? Was it like a standard $60 game? Yeah. Okay. Do you have yeah. an idea? Now, do you have the an reason idea? why he said it, there's a whole drama backstory. We don't really want to get into it. but Do you have an idea what the price is at currently? Oh, uh, it was just on sale for $35 or Black Friday sales. And I think I think it's back up to normal, but it'll drop on sale again for the holiday. Especially since... Does that have to do with holiday? Like, is that something they normally would do? Or? No. Huh. no. You would never really normally put a brand new game on sale immediately. This the game is on sale within, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. But, um... Like that guy, so it got bad enough where that guy actually got fired. Like before the game even came out, he was forced out of the game uh, of the company, and uh, they, they were expecting big things from it because Battlefield is one of oh, the yeah. main products from mm-hmm. EA. Mm-hmm. But the the pre order, all the metrics and the numbers, all the business analytic numbers were bad, very bad. So what do we think? Do we cut corporations slack? Are they people too? No. Should we care? Is it? How do you make it right? Should companies go out of the way to make it right? Uh, Bethesda, for example, the company with the canvas mm-hmm. bag faux pas, they've actually gone out of their way to make it right. Now, it took a big uproar to make it right. Is that how we're going to live going forward? Are companies just going to try to you know, get away with whatever they can until people throw a, a stink and then they make amends? Well, I think that's more of the marketing department. Whoever put out the flyers or sent approval for the flyers to go out and have that image mm-hmm. in it. I think it's. I think the blame would kind of fall onto them because well, here's, sent here's out. the other aspect. They did actually produce versions of that bag, but they only gave them to like influencer people, like special. So, like, people. I think then they should. But have then had the that. general public received a downgraded material bag. Well, yeah, no, that's messed up. I think that if you <laughs> yeah. advertise it and spend the extra, yeah, of course, six hundred and fifty bucks or whatever it is right, for the bag, right, right. you should get what you're saying. Like with WWE, they do this thing. If you buy the video game, you get like a piece of the ring or like a Ric Flair, Ric Flair signature. If it wasn't actually a piece of the ring and they got like somebody else's, then it wouldn't be. I think the same thing would happen. But if they're advertising a specific canvas bag, they should give it to everybody, not just influencers. Yeah. People. Right. Have, yeah. I mean, as far as status. the the question of like, you know, should we treat corporations like as people or like as a, an entity in itself? And I just think that like. Yeah, it's. I think from a business point of view, people will cut corners until they're cut out, called out for it. You know, I'm the canvas bag versus this sh- nylon thing. 
production cost. Nylon's probably cheaper to produce, which is why they did it. And I mm-hmm. think it's fair as a consumer, which is what works in a capitalistic society, is free speech. Um, and we have a voice to say, hey, your product is shit, so fix it. Um, EA is notorious for bullshit. Um, Bethesda mm-hmm. is getting a lot of flack for this. Um, new Fallout 76 and Brandon, my boyfriend, who has been like a fanatic. He did the pre-order. Shout out he Brandon. did the beta, beta. He did the alpha. He did the beta. He literally beta boy Brandon. Beta boy Brandon. He hasn't played. He hasn't played, and he's been talking about this video game for six months. And I know so much about it because I've watched every goddamn video because he yeah. loves it so much. And um, no, he, he he. It's like a new No Man's Sky essentially for all you gamers out there. Yeah, it's very disappointing. There's a whole bunch of reasons why, but uh, that game also Fallout 76 also was immediately available on sale too, for the same you know same thing holiday mm. sales. Dude, I just air quotes. I just looked the bag up. Holy crap! Really? It's it bad. So <laughs> the difference? Yeah, the difference is picture. It's very, it's it's very so bad. What are we googling? I just, just so everybody Google at home. Fallout. Just Google Fallout 76. Fallout 76 bag. bag. Yeah, I wrote Fallout 76 bag debacle. Mm. <laughs> there you go. If you want to be like, that. it's uh, it's really bad quality. I think that if I was somebody who paid the two hundred dollars for this and got that, I would be very disappointed. Um, now I, actually, that if you follow the controversy closely enough, that's the second time. The first time they tried to get away with, uh, there's ways you can spend money in the mm-hmm. game, and they try to just give people like free credits. For what would be that money you would spend, but functionally they cost them nothing, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're they're making yeah, they make the credits. things digitally, anyways, right? Yeah. So they try to get away with making it right with mm. nothing, but I think ultimately they were forced to go out of the way and spend money to make it yeah, right. Yeah, because there are laws in play. You can't. That's false advertising. Yeah, truth. You know? So so I don't but see the way the law is so. Mer- all you have to say is. Um, bag. We promise a bag. We give him a bag. Yeah, or the, uh, the going to be a little like caveat at the bottom that says like not actual representation. Right, right, right. Like, you know, the bag does look really cool though. Like the yeah, yeah the real original bag. one. So now this, I was just thinking about this. Would you rather have a company, whether it be in video games or anything, that was vocal or that kind of stayed quiet? Like with Overwatch, they produce new patches every week, so like there's a constant stream of like updates coming mm. on. Would you communication rather, wise, I mean, yeah, communication yeah. wise. Would you prefer a company that's maybe giving too much information or not enough information? I guess too much, so you can just filter out what you want or don't want to read or hear about. Because um, yeah. I think with Destiny, they only put out news every like six mm. months or something. Or like with fighting yeah. games, they don't send any update and don't do any updates. Or that's crazy because there are whole schools of thought now about because it's like there's a whole realms of thinking in the business world it used to be you don't say anything until forced to because you want to strictly manage the message but in the new era you know of social media and the right now you know right here every Mm. instant instantaneous it's like some companies have have tried to do constant communication but then you get there's so much opportunity for foot in the mouth you know Mm -hmm. and foot in the mouth can as when you're a company can be you know detrimental to your survival Foot mouth disease, you know, <laughs> which is an actual thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm on this site looking at the, the the bags, and apparently this is a response from um, Bethesda <laughs> customer service. Oh. So, like this guy at KRCMO209 wrote to yeah, this, and this then really he fun. says, "So this is the response from customer service. Hello, we are sorry that you aren't happy with the bag. The bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make." 
We aren't planning on doing anything about it. Bethesda <laughs> Gear Store Support, North America. Can you believe that? I know. Well, it's, it's a separate, crazy. separate topic about, like, customer service nowadays. Like, it, honestly, like, I don't mean to be that old, grouchy person, but uh, there's been a lot of these new type of, like, startups. I mean, Bethesda's not a startup by any means, but um, uh, that's shameful. That is shameful, and that person, if that's not... It's a, really shameful. If it's not an automated message, that person should be reprimanded and perhaps given... I don't think it's an automated nah, message. That it's was, not an... Yeah, it's, it's a customer service rep. But the problem is you're talking about somebody that's paid minimum wage that goes through thousands of tickets yeah, a day, and all of a sudden, does, doesn't care at all And all of a sudden, they the just snap, and they're <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not doing I'm anything gonna, about this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. not planning on it either. They're so. just like, yo, I've gotten so many of these complaints, I'm just going to let this person know that we're not doing <laughs> shit. You're getting what you get. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> hey, you got a bag. Be happy. But that—that that, I, I think it's—I think it's just—it's just so bizarre how like it's almost incumbent upon the public to reach outcry levels before corporations will do anything to rectify. It's yeah, it's a shame. But you know, it's—it's kind of just everything is about how much money you can make. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if if you can cut the cost of the bag from like you know. Five dollars per bag for the company to make to like four fifty. Yeah, a lot of money. You know they'll do it because ultimately that adds up, and it yeah, sucks yeah, that they yeah. don't value. It's like a it's it's a total shift because consumerism has like completely taken over. Where like before, people were pretty tight with like close with their money. Like I'm talking back when like my grandma, grandpa were alive. Right. Like people didn't just I'm go out and throw their money. money all around. Uh, they weren't just buying things. It wasn't consumerism really at its height. So. You had to earn the customers and you had to really t- show them, like, we're going to put you first. We're going to take care of you. Now, like, these people know that they have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people by the balls. Yeah. And it's just like, yep, come buy yeah. our game. Yeah. We're well, there's there's whole, like, whole theories of political and economic discussion we could go into about, mm-hmm. like, some people say, like, oh, well, you know, corporations, if they don't put out a quality product, they'll go under. But that That's doesn't not true. really happen in the real world, especially when certain corporations have, you know, disproportionate percentages of the market under their control you know like that's when you get into monopoly territory yeah i always say like it's at at this present time if someone can put out a product where they gain one or two more than those who they've lost as consumers in their eyes they're still winning they're still growing as a company and they're still moving forward with sales it's like how much can we get away with by still functioning by making money it's yes exactly it's a race to the bottom but yeah it's just sad that you know the the that the quality product is not really prioritized anymore. Yep, it, it's just mass race to the bottom that can be accepted. It's basically like, what's the least amount we can get away with that can be accepted hmm. in mass? It's very interesting. How do we change it then? It's wild. I don't know. Supporting local <laughs> businesses in Etsy. Oh. Just you keep your money in your own account. <laughs> <laughs> don't spend money. Don't buy nothing. <laughs> Hoard it. Get a nice little egg. Put it in the closet right with the gun. Don't buy nothing. Save your money yet. Once you get a certain amount, start a company. When you start a company, get some people to pay you money for your product and give them some shit. Mm. Boom. Capitalism 101. Boom. It's like that burger joint that you wanted to start. Yeah. uh, You wanted to start it, and you spent all day coming up with burger names while I was at work texting me. (laughs) It was a great idea. Efficient use of time. Let's talk about shade. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of ethics, I got a little little ethical question for you guys. Ooh. If you had, so let's say 
it's a few years down the line, and you and your significant other are thinking about having a child. Yes. And let's say, for hypothetical purposes, Vinny, you can, I and carry your the partner, baby. You can have a child, right? Like you can have a child in terms of like mm-hmm. you and that person's DNA mixed. Mm-hmm. What if your partner? Hashtag surrogates. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what if you had the possibility? So let's say one of your partners carried a gene that could potentially lead to a debilitating disease down the line for your child. Right. Let's say mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, or what if you had you know any kind? You name it. That's the you know whatever you have the fear for. Mm-hmm. That's what your partner has a recessive gene for. So there's a possibility. Right. Now, if a scientist or whomever, the doctor that you're going to, could delete that gene from the sperm or egg, would you do it, and is it ethical? (sighs) (laughs) Designer babies. (laughs) See, um, uh, the one thing that came (laughs) to my mind... Today, Junior. ...was like, (laughs) so, like, the point of being a good parent is to have the best life for your child, Right. I think that's what it's like a universal rule. That's what it means to be a good parent. So are you not being a good parent by perhaps seeing potential risks or factors that could render them a difficult path in life? So in my circumstance, I can't mm-hmm. biologically have a child unless, you know, I, I do some sort of surrogacy because um, I'm not into women. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to phrase that. Like, my immediate thought was like, I ain't put my dick inside there. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, wow. So in my particular instance, if I'm paying X amount of money up the wazoo, I'm going to have it the way I want it. Right. And that makes sense. But if it was yeah. if it was like a natural, it's like Burger King, right? right. You want to? You know, I want it my way. I'm gonna get my baby the way I want my baby. <laughs> oh, you got jeans? Anyway. You got jeans to make sure that baby's got a big dick? Put them jeans in oh, there. Damn. Yes. Damn. I don't know. I think I'll play. I'll play the devil advocate mm. on that one. Uh, I don't think it's right. I mean, ethically, I think you're tampering with. I don't want to. I don't think it's evolution, but you're tampering mm. with something. Like if that's the way it should Playing be. God damn. <laughs> Right. Playing God. I, I, and it's hard to say because if we're going off the thing of being a parent is, is looking after your child and giving them the best life mm. possible. And possibly if there was a 100% chance that they would eventually come down with Alzheimer's, would you do, would you play around mm. with it? I don't know. That's hard. But as far as so, just my first, in, my first instinct, I would say no. Let's just leave it the way it is. Really? Because I would say like things like disease like, or, or uh, you know, um, disformation, stuff right. like that, like any type of detrimental health effect to the child, I think is is almost like hand wavy. Yeah, you could do that mm-hmm. ethically, mm-hmm. but then you get into other things with designer babies, like right. how tall I want my kid to right. be. Right. So that's how, where, yeah. You know. So that's where there's an issue. Mm-hmm. So from my personal point of view, so a little background to this, why I'm bringing this up. So a few weeks ago, uh, so there's this technology called CRISPR. Uh, CRISPR is an acronym, stands for this long long phrase but essentially what CRISPR is is it was uh, found in bacterial cells and it's actually an immune system in bacteria uh, so the way that it works is is somewhat complicated so I'll spare you all those details but they were able to take that the science from that and apply it to human cells mm. and you can basically uh, delete genes or alter your DNA uh, and so in 
theory, if you were to do this in a human embryo or sperm cell, then that gene would be fully deleted or altered throughout the entire you know, fetus and, and baby. So this was done a few weeks ago in China. Oh, really? They had, yeah, yeah, there were two baby girls, uh, Lulu and Nana, Aww. I believe. Mm, that's nice names. They were born a few weeks ago, and all of their fathers were HIV positive. <laughs> the um, doctor deleted the CCR5 gene, which you don't need to know much about, but the CCR5 gene is used for the HIV virus to gain access into the cells. So he deleted this gene. Supposedly, there's no information yet if the quote-unquote experiment, these two children, were a success. However, the fact... So the CRISPR is something that's used on a daily basis in the lab, in cell cultures. So not, you know, living... They're they're living cells, Mm -hmm. not a human being or anything like that. Um, But this is the first instance of human beings being fully altered by CRISPR. That's crazy. That's awesome. Like, it's it's, cool that we're there. Yeah, so it's cool, but it's scary. And it's actually, um, it was not viewed very positively. So actually, um, basically, even the Chinese Minister of Science uh, apparently said the effort, quote-unquote, crossed the line of morality and ethics and was shocking and unacceptable. (laughs) Because, and the reasoning why is that you start with this concept, which I firmly believe in. I mean, people that have um, cystic fibrosis, majority of people that have cystic fibrosis is due to one single nucleotide alteration in your DNA. Mm. That would be like if I gave you a jar of uh, sprinkles and they're all, they're all multicolored and one is a rat turd. Right. Right? Like, it's one single yeah. DNA alteration. So if you could change that, then these people will see cystic fibrosis results in early death. You know, they die around... Now, mm-hmm. actually, believe it or not, it's 50s or 60s, but it used to be you die, like, 20s or 30s. Right. Um, so that would be an amazing step forward. But you get into this concept of when, where is the line? And if we start down this road... It needs to be, the line needs to be drawn firmly before, otherwise we're going to start getting, as Babby was mentioning, to designer babies. Mm. And think about it, you know, if you want to go, like, to crazy, you know, sense, you know, cases, people with a shit ton of money, they're going to design their babies to have the, you know, what if they find the genes in that 122-year-old person? Well, then their children are going to have, live to be 150. Mm. Um, If you're from, if you have a lot of money, but you're from, I mean... Most areas tend there tends to be some kind of skin tone, you know, system where people with lighter skin are are, are viewed higher. India, the caste system. Right. Are you going to start altering the tone of your child's, you know, skin? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it just becomes a whole ethical and like eugenics con- debate. And so, um, that's where you know, as a scientist, I'm super excited for this because there's so much power and capability to cure diseases. Yeah, but. As not as if I remove the scientists from mm. me and I think of people and humanity, it's scary. Yeah. Because you're going to get definitely get people that are going to um, manipulate it or misuse it. And you're going to get like, like super, super babies 
that are basically yeah. designed to be like the rock. Right. You know, and yeah. if, if like think Not about baby geniuses. Like you know, what if we flip flop it? And what if, you know <laughs> Yeah, baby you're a genius, sure. But <laughs> but what if we flip flop it? And you could basically create like almost like a super soldier. Mm. Yeah, like th- th- that's the big risk. Like so on the ethics question, there's multiple ethics discrepancies that, that happen within the Chinese situation specifically. Like, you don't do human trials before you do a whole host of other things. Oh, yeah. You don't, he you don't he do went about it the whole wrong without, way. Yeah. Totally. And he yeah, hid yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. He hid it from where he was doing it. Right. And But more philosophically, like, the concept of applying economics to designer babies. So can you pay to have a perfect child right. or not is basically what a lot of people are afraid of. That, that's the biggest thing that worries mm-hmm. me because – if you can't, your child is almost, by definition, mm-hmm. inferior. Right. Right. And once, and I think we're a long ways off from this, but once we get to that point where they can figure out, you know, muscle growth, intelligence, size, things like that. I mean, like, there's already genes that are correlated. So. Right. But once they nail the science and the genetics behind it, you get into a whole point of like you have a cast of people that are like super everything, and then you have everyone else. Right. How do yeah. you compete with that? Yeah, you don't. It's so like that, a, that's a, yeah, that's like the a, biggest problem there, mm. or scare tag. Like that's the biggest thing people are afraid of with it, and it's understandable because with it is. Go ahead. Oh no, and it's kind of like a leg up in the competition. Like let's say you really want to have a athletic child. If they, if you as a parent chose to enhance one gene to make them an athlete or their height or something along mm. those lines. They have a step up. I don't want to call them a mutant because that's what I think of when I think of genetic alter, uh, alteration, kind of like X Men and mm. all that stuff. But they are on a different level, as Bernard was saying, than everybody else who's yeah. not. I mean, what if, what if, like hypothetically, I come into a ton of money, and I can, des- I can have a designer baby that is like by age eighteen, peak physical condition, and I, he gets into the NFL, mm. and then he makes a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And so wealth, that's a, like wealth makes wealth. Right. But that's just like one aspect of it. What if on the other hand, you can make, a, you know, you can, uh, it, it, as Babby pointed out, it, it would leave, if certain lines aren't drawn, it would leave the wealthy now, not just in a position of being more powerful through wealth, but it would translate now to more physically and mentally and longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, lifespan's another thing too, because they, they believe that this, the the key to lifespan is somewhere in the genes. Yeah, so it's if, about if, like these people could live to be two or three times the yeah. age of a normal human being. Yeah. It's like telomerase activity and all do that we, kind of stuff, and you can alter. Do that. we want that though? Like, think about population control. Like, that's a no. Yeah, that, yeah. That's there's a whole host of questions, and that's the other thing. But like, conversely, however. If the technology was freely freely available to every mm. person, would it not be unethical of us to to not do this? Not, like, yeah, you're talking about remo- removing disease from all peoples. You're talking about there would having be, human beings there. Be, there would need to be major healthcare reform. Oh, hundred percent. Ever be accessible to everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a, it's it's never gonna happen. But like in an ideal utopia, sure. in a universe it, that we don't if live. If you want to put us in that bubble where like. Where we're in a society where the best health advancements are completely made available to whomever needs it. Yep. yep. And yep. I, Free and available to every person. And yes, I agree with you because it's definitely a way, once it's perfected, uh, to eliminate um, a large chunk of suffering. I wouldn't say all, but, but a good amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, uh, even whether we think it's right or whether we think it's wrong, um, Harvard University 
is going to uh, begin gene editing sperm. Oh, Now, really? that doesn't mean they're not going to start making embryos, uh, so, but they will be working on the technology and perfecting it to edit sperm with the um, concept of deleting a specific gene that's linked to Alzheimer's. Hmm. Uh, so that's what they're, a project that has just begun and Harvard University will be doing. But that leads you to believe that if there's a lab in Harvard University working on right. this technology, once they perfect that, the odds of them making a company out of that are 100%. quite high. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So... And before, prior to that, before, before you even get to com- commercialization, you're going to have government use. Sure. Military application, especially. Mm-hmm. Certainly, but think about super that. Soldiers. Think about yeah, yeah. that's a, super soldiers is a, that, that. Believe it or not, Captain America is on the horizon. There you go. That's so, a really good topic. Does, uh, I like that. does Harvard need a deposit of sperm? <laughs> I mean, I they, got, they, they have a bank, but <laughs> come on down to Boston. Oh, so Jesus, down. that's 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 what we got in the the scientific corner i'm gonna keep it to corners i got one corner for memories <laughs> and one corner for science we should just have different corners i don't know what to do with segments. the other two corners we'll figure it out <laughs> you got two more corners Jeez. we're only a square yeah what if we want to be like an octagon <laughs> <laughs> all right shape Dana is fluid White, get out of here I'm just saying, my, my dude over there has already claimed two corners. I can't get two corners. Yeah. I'd like a corner, too. That's what I'm saying. If we two corners a person, that's fucking eight corners. Come on, boys and mess. Obviously, you guys weren't designer babies, I can see. Oh, shit. Damn. My mind is blown, man. Alrighty. Well, do we have final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um... Is this like Vinny affirmations? Is this oh, yeah, we have weekly affirmations with Vinny. Let's do it. Go ahead, Vincent. Wait, do you want a song, uh, too? Yeah, I mean, Bernard gets a song. Why can't I have a song, right? Bernard, do you want to help me? Yeah, go ahead. You lead. I'll, I got this. We have weekly <laughs> affirmations <laughs> with Vincent. Vinny. Also known oh, as Vinny. Okay, you want to try that again? Yeah, let's do it again. We All right. have <laughs> weekly affirmations with Vinny. There it is. You know, oh. for a brief second, I thought you guys were going to start singing that Irish Christmas oh. song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, this, this week's... Get really close to the microphone. This week's affirmation is, no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard life is, it is certainly better than that weekly affirmation song. <laughs> <laughs> and that was weekly <laughs> affirmations <laughs> with Vinny. Oh God. <laughs> Good times. Just make sure you have money for that designer, baby. <laughs> Real talk, though. Final thoughts, Bernard. My final thoughts are uh, I went back and listened to last week's podcast and I'm doubling down. Fuck Zazu. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) Best character. (laughs) Easily top three characters in that movie. Javi, you got any final thoughts? 
I'm just you threw me off my game yeah. so bad. Right I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. How mad are you? <laughs> Pretty oh mad. Oh my god. Pretty fucking mad. Oh. I'm claiming three corners. That's how mad I am. <laughs> Anybody else got final thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like life can be so heavy and the best way to approach it is just with wisdom and humor that I think go to the gym that too <laughs> what do you say go to the gym because life's oh. too heavy uh, <laughs> when life's heavy go to the gym put glue on it and try and lift it because that's a Guinness <laughs> World Record <laughs> well with that being said we have to give a shout out to our weekly sponsor Spoon Review Spoon underscore review. This week, we did uh, sugar, da- uh, sugar, sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar cookie crunch toast. <laughs> did a sugar daddy. Why put that sugar. spoon in your mouth when you could put it in Daniel's? Mm. Reviewing all cereals and all things that go in milk. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Jerk Goes podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are sold or listened to. Uh, if you want to contact us, please email us at jerkospodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is jerkos, J-E-R-K-O-S podcast. You know how to spell that, at gmail.com. Isn't there an apostrophe in there? No, that's just, that's just a apostrophe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Bernard Litter. Fucking big designer mm. baby Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's funny, Danny. I also did a sugar daddy this week. Um, Vinnie Valancourt. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And once again, don't forget, fuck Sazu. Jerkos Podcast. Strictos Podcast. Bye.